Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? listening to Rough Trade Radio. My name is Matt. I'm sitting here with one of my favorite songwriters of all time, Mr. Jens Lechman. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So how, so you're in London, you played Oslo last night mm-hmm. and you debuted most of the new album. Yes. How, how has that experience been kind of sharing it in this context? Um, nerve wracking. Like introducing your new girlfriend to your friends who really liked your old girlfriends <laughs> and are wondering why you're not with those anymore um it's but it's always uh scary to to play new songs for sure but it worked well yeah and it was it was just you with um an acoustic guitar and a sampler mm-hmm. um sampling is a pretty big part of your music uh, can you talk a little bit about um uh samples that you use in the live context and samples that you use on recordings and things like that? Well, I use it in the composition first and foremost. I like the the randomness of uh, having one sample and putting it together with another sample and uh, the way that you, could in, you can instantly uh, create something um, that... You know, when you, when I sit down with the guitar, um, I immediately go for the same first chord because I by now I've learned how to play guitar and um, it's just um, I get stuck in these patterns. And with sampling, there's always an element of randomness to it. That's what I like about sampling. And and what kind of sources do you use? And where do you kind of find new stuff to sample? Um, without giving away too many of your <laughs> I I had this flea market that I used to go to. I've I've always been a fan of the the uh the bin at the bottom with the cheapest records, the forgotten records. Um I I have like a a personal fondness for those records too because they they're, they're forgotten and they've been rejected by music history. And a lot of times I've found really beautiful stuff in there. And there's a bittersweet feeling to it because I know at some point my own songs could end up there. They probably will. Um, and at some point you will be rejected and forgotten. And it's sort of like visiting a cemetery or something. Mm. So the the name of the show is Shoplifting. Mm-hmm. And you had a chance to walk around our store here and pick uh, four different records that... Mm-hmm. That you want to share music from today? Yes. Uh, should we start with the Charles Mingus? Yeah. So this is an album called Mingus Plays Piano, and uh, the subtitle is Spontaneous Compositions and Improvisations. And the track you wanted to share on the show today was Myself When I Am Real. Mm. When was the first time you heard this? It was two years ago, maybe. Um... I, I was looking for this Calypso record from a British mail order and they had this, they were just advertising this or something. I think it, w- it was like a re- reissue. 
And uh, I listened to one track and I immediately fell for it uh, and just bought it at the same time as the Calypso record. Um, and especially this one first track uh, was a track that really, um, I really loved that when I heard it the first time. And uh, and used a little snippet of it in, in one of the postcards I did last year. Oh, that's great. Uh, speaking of samples. And then I um, was shocked when I put on the new uh, Blood Orange record. And he samples that exact same bit in the first track. Oh, interesting. There's nothing worse when another artist steals something that you've stolen yourself already. Oh, that broke my heart. But I but I love that Blood Orange record too, so um, Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Great, let's take a listen. Thank you. 
That was Charles Mingus, Myself When I Am Real. So you also picked the new album from the radio department. Mm. And this, I think this is the newest record that you've chosen. Yes. Um, the track you wanted to hear off this one is called Swedish Guns. Mm. Can you tell me a little bit about why you were drawn to that one? Well, I love the whole record. Um because they, they found this, um, it's always tricky to, um, I think, as an artist at this point in your career to to um, uh, recreate yourself and find a new sound. And and I think especially for Radio Department, they, they've had such a distinct sound uh, from the very beginning. And they have a lot of fans who are very attached to that first record with the, the shoegazing sound. And I think it's... Um, I think they've they've been able to develop the sound really well on the last record before this with for example some dub sounds and um um just some summary pop music that that still doesn't feel like it's still the radio department you know and for this one it sounds like they've been inspired a bit by early chicago house and and for me that's such a natural development i i love that and I also love that they are one of the few bands who are really uh, being political. And I think at this time, um, I admire them for that because it feels like the whole world is in a grieving period. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can definitely say that I'm myself in there. I don't know. I don't know how to talk about these things at all. So right now, because it just feels very hopeless and very sad. And so I admire that the radio department are still uh, doing it. And this song is, uh, from what I've understood about the Swedish arms industry, which really is um, uh, a stain on, on, you know, Sweden is known as this very neutral, uh, peaceful nation, um, remaining neutral. We haven't been in war for, I don't know, hundreds of years. And uh, and it's it's all it's all bullshit basically because we um, at the same time we've been arming dictatorships and selling weapons all over the world and uh, um, we're definitely part of the conflicts. Uh, it's the biggest um, arms selling nation per capita in the world, actually. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So there's kind of a facade of a uh, peaceful existence, but really yeah, well involved. It's in a it. sad shame, I think. Um, it's something that I'm embarrassed about as a Swede. And, uh, and you know, they, they, they're, they're, they're talking about it. And, and when they talk about it, they always mention how, you know, we'll lose a lot of jobs if we cancel the, the arms industry, which, you know, it's, it's a sad excuse, mm. I think. Yeah, well, let's hear Swedish guns from the radio department.
great. That was Swedish Guns from the radio department. So the next album Jens picked is Lavender Country and the song Come Out Singing. And I only know a little bit about the background of Lavender Country. Mm. Would you be able to tell me a little bit more? From what I've, from what I remember, it's uh, the first openly gay country record mm. from the 70s, I think. I think they were from Seattle and they were sponsored by um, some gay organization in Seattle uh, that uh, sponsored a recording. And um, and uh, it's, it's a beautiful record. And it's, um, there's this contrast since country music, at least for me, in the old days, I think was a very conservative genre and to hear this uh, beautiful country music paired with uh, these themes about being gay and and homosexuality and in the in the 70s uh, it's a very interesting contrast I think and it's it the songwriting is really great Um, there's a there's a song on there calling called um, I think it's called crying these cocksucking tears or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a classic country song, like a brilliant classic old uh, country song. Um, but with a very specific uh, subject that you wouldn't hear in country music, at least back then. Um, and yeah, this, this is one of my favorite records really. Yeah. Let's take a listen to Come Out Singing from Lavender Country. Jelly like some Nelly, all you know. You're tickling 
singing from Lavender Country. So you've been you've been touring for most of your adult life, I I think and um you you strike me as someone that's kind of at home on the road and sharing music and it seems to be a, an important part of your songwriting process too. Mm. Uh last night you mentioned at the show how you are hoping to play in some smaller towns mm. across the UK and mainland Europe and maybe even in the states. Yeah. Um can you talk a little bit about the experience between playing in a major city versus a uh, smaller town? I, I love playing in major cities, um, but it's it's a problem, I think, that the culture and music is so centered around the major cities um, because it's becoming more and more... Um, um, more and more centered around the major cities. And... Uh, I think if you live in a smaller place, you have no option but to travel to London or Stockholm or whatever it is, you know. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's um, I think it's a matter of like a cultural democracy to to um, to address these issues and and try to get out more into the country. I'm not saying that uh, musicians should go out there and force their art upon people or anything like that. What I did was I, I did this tour last year in Sweden in the rural areas and small towns where I um, I had people set up shows in their living rooms because I knew there were people all, all over the country who liked my music. And uh, someone would set up a show in their living room in the middle of nowhere and their neighbors um, would come out and 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 check out what was going on, and uh, it uh, every so every show was sold out. Every show was pure magic, 
And I got to play for a lot of people who wouldn't normally hear my music. And uh, um, that's what I'm hoping to do also maybe in the in the UK or the US or mainland Europe. I think that would be great. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, should we hear the final selection? Mm-hmm. So this is a band called Let's Eat Grandma, and the album is called I Gemini. And did you want to hear the first song, Deep Six Textbook? Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, so how did you hear about this band? I think there was, um, I think it was someone on my record label who uh, asked me if I'd heard them. Um, and this was maybe a year ago or something, or half a year ago. Um, and I, I think lately I've been really fascinated or drawn to younger bands who feel like they don't, uh, like they're just doing music for fun. Because there's so many, because of the financial situation and music right now, it, a lot of records are coming out that are sounding like the artists are desperate to just keep going or to make a living or whatever. Uh, everyone's just sounding like they're not having fun anymore. And um, so it's it's very liberating to hear um, a band like this just sound like they're messing around and um, doing whatever they feel like doing. It's, it's the same thing with this other band that I asked you about that I couldn't find in this store, unfortunately, a Swedish band called Shit Kid, who I think... At least two of their songs on their EP that they put out some time ago is about um, shit, or I think they're called Poo Number One and Poo Number Two. <laughs> and to hear I hear a band do that right now, I think it's very liberating to to just hear someone having fun with it and uh, and. Um, yeah, not caring too much about whether Spotify is going to put you on a playlist or not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you do you use streaming services or anything like that? To I do, of course. Hear new music? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you sort of have to, I think. And right. It's convenient, of course. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. Great. Let's take a listen to Deep Six Textbook from Let's Eat Grandma and the album I Jam and I.
That was Deep Six textbook from Let's Eat Grandma. So Jens, last night you also mentioned that uh, for your, for the full tour for this album, you're going to be bringing out a band. Mm-hmm. Any ideas about uh, how that's going to be? What members you're thinking of staging? Like, is it going to be a horn section or? No, it's more of um, and it's a small band, um, and it's quite uh, electronic. So I have uh, one person playing samples and uh and keyboards and uh and then there's a drummer and a and a bass player um but they're all very talented like multi instrumentalists um so we'll see i think the drummer recently asked if uh, if she could play trumpet while while she was playing drums <laughs> so we'll we'll see where it ends up um but i'm trying to 
trying to keep it simple. Every time I every time I go on tour, I try to go to a Jonathan Richmond concert before, just to sort of remember what it should actually be about. Because sometimes, sometimes I get carried away and I start thinking maybe I should have stage design and you know do a big production. And then I realize it's not about that. It's about the communication and you know creating something together with the crowd. And you can't really do that with um, like stage design and 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 lights and smoke and uh, it's it, that's not the important part. Um, so I'm trying to keep it quite simple. Still, we publish a magazine here at Rough Trade, and one of our monthly features is a column in which Jonathan Richmond answers a question from mm. readers. Really? Would you like to submit a question to Jonathan for a future issue? I'd have to think about it. Okay. Um, he's he's one of those uh, heroes that I don't really feel like meeting because uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I don't want to ruin the image I have of him. Maybe if I submit a question, he'll answer it the wrong way, and I'll I'll be really hurt and uh, and. Yeah, it will break my heart. So I'll think about it. If I come up with something, I'll I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, well, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks uh, for having me. Really great selections, and it's a real honor speaking with you today. Thanks. I remember it was 1966 in Dublin, and I met you in a beat cellar. The people had come over from Blackpool. Andy McCullough, you were the deep guitar player. Even then, you were fucking amazing. David Holmes presents Late Night Tales, available in store and online at roughtrade.com. You became heir apparent. You toured America supporting Jimi Hendrix and Eric Burden and the New Animals and the Soft Machine. Rough Trade Radio. Radio.